Welcome to my podcast, The Cross in the Desert. I'm your host, Randy L. Noble, and I want to say once again, thank you for taking time out of your busy life to join me today on my podcast. I'm continuing the rich, informative study of the Ten Commandments, God's Holy Law. And we've been having an exciting, informative journey these past weeks. Last week, we looked carefully at the Fifth Commandment, honor your father and your mother. Today we're going to take an up-close, personal, and very important look at commandment number six, you shall not murder. Very important commandment, but all one has to do. When you look around you every day in the news on the internet, you see the violent taking of human beings created in God's image. And you see the violence and the murder, the homicide all around you. And then you look at this commandment in God's Decalogue, the holy law, you shall not murder. That's a better translation because in the King James it says, thou shalt not kill. And we're going to look carefully at the different translations because I believe there's a very, very deep misunderstanding in the translations here. So, this important commandment touches every one of us who have lost a loved one in a very violent homicide death. Simply stated, the sixth of the Ten Commandments forbids the unjust, justified taking of another human life. However, the commandment itself, if you look at it, has a couple of interesting elements that we need to discuss today. First and foremost, different Bible translations give the appearance of different meanings, and there is potential for misunderstanding the actual meaning of this verse, Exodus 20:13, "Thou shalt not kill." Second, Man was never created for the act of murdering another, and there needs to be an explanation for such a violent and final act towards another human being. Third, because of the translational challenge, we need to understand the difference between murder and killing. And last but not least, how does God view murder? To God, murder is not just physical in nature, but also it reveals the condition of one's heart toward another. Now, to the translation differences and the meanings. There are two different Hebrew words, ratskak, ratsak, and two Greek words, funuio, apokotino, for murder and killing. One means to put to death. And the other means to murder. I think you see the difference there. The latter one, to murder, is the one prohibited by the Ten Commandments, but not the former, put to death. In fact, ratsack has a broader definition than the English word murder. Ratsack also covers deaths due to carelessness or neglect, but is never used when describing killing during wartime. And this is why modern translations render the sixth commandment, you shall not murder, rather than you shall not kill. 
A large issue can arise depending on which translation one studies. Now, of course, the ever-popular ever King James Version renders the verse in Exodus 20.13 as thou shalt not kill. And therefore, that opens the door to misinterpreting the verse altogether. If the intended meaning of thou shalt not kill was just that, no killing, what that would do, it would render all of the God-endorsed bloodletting done by the nation of Israel a violation of God's own commandment, Deuteronomy 20. But God does not break his own commandment. So clearly, this verse does not call for a complete moratorium on the taking of another life. Well, why does man murder? We know that we were created in God's image, Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. And because of that, in the Garden of Eden, we were made to live in harmony with God and our fellow man. Well, of course, this harmony became impossible once sin entered into the picture and paradise became a homicide scene. With sin came the propensity for acting violent against one another. Anger, jealousy, pride, and hatred can fuel man's evil bent toward life, ending aggression. The first recorded act of murder was when Cain killed his brother Abel in Genesis chapter 4, verse 8. From that moment on, taking the life of another has been commonplace and in some circles of society acceptable. However, to God, every life is important. Why? Because we're created in his image with great dignity and worth. And since God knew that man was sinful and evil, and had become lawless, he enacted guidelines that would seek to modify man's behavior. So, question being, is there a difference between murder and killing? First, it's important to note that not all killing is wrong. Why do I say that? The Apostle Paul talks about the right of the state to take the lives of evildoers. Romans chapter 13. Now, this refers to what is commonly called capital punishment. Most countries have consequences for murder. In some cases, this requires the life of the perpetrator, and a suitable means of putting one to death is chosen. It's administered. It's called capital punishment. Another instance of acceptable killing is that which is done during the times of war, a just war, and at the command of generals, your superiors. There were quite a few instances in Scripture where God endorsed and allowed the taking of others' lives. You find that in 1 Samuel 11, Judges chapter 6 through 7. And finally, although far from acceptable, manslaughter is yet another form of killing someone. This unintentional act apparently happened so often in biblical times that cities of refuge were designated for the manslayer to seek refuge in. Exodus chapter 21, verse 13. Again, it was never God's intent to have to use such a drastic measure as taking one's life to rectify a situation. So God does make exceptions for the taking of another's life as long as it lines up with his will. But, and here's the distinction, 
premeditated murder of an individual is never is never God's will. So what is murder in God's eyes? Well, from the human perspective, murder is the physical act of taking another's life. But we also must consider that God defines murder as any thought or feeling or deep-seated hatred or malice against another person. Jesus taught this in the Sermon on the Mount about being angry with your brother. It is more than just a physical act, murder, that constitutes murder to God. God who tells us that everyone who hates his brother, everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. 1 John chapter 3, verse 15. So when we harbor hatred in our hearts for one another, we have committed murder, the sin of murder in God's eyes. And the disdain toward another person never has to be demonstrated outwardly. You don't have to do it outwardly. You don't have to say, you may not have committed the physical act because God, but he sees it in your heart. As Christians and as human beings, we know that unjustified killing is wrong. Murder. God's word is very clear on this point. You shall not murder. And what God says we must obey We need to obey or face the consequences on Judgment Day. Now, with that in mind, the question always comes up. This is the Sixth Commandment. We know that there are cases where death is permitted, killing is permitted. We went over those. But what about the Sixth Commandment, you shall not murder? We have the instance all throughout the Old Testament of God committing murder, if you will. That's what they say. God wiping out whole nations. Isn't that breaking his own commandment? God killing the multitudes of people? Well, I think, again, we have to look at killing and murder and distinguish. And based on your translation, we've went over that. We, We looked at the word kill. It's a translation of the Hebrew word rashach which always refers to intentional killing without cause. The correct rendering of this word is murder, and all other modern translations render the command as you shall not murder. So the Bible in basic English best conveys its meaning. Do not put anyone to death without cause. So it's true that God has intentionally killed many people. The Bible records he wiped out entire nations, and that includes women, children, cattle. In addition to that, God killed every living creature upon the face of the earth, with the exception of eight people and animals on the ark. We're talking about Noah. So, with that in mind, does that make God a murderer? But as already stated, to kill and to murder are two different things. Again, I want to say this so that we're very much on the same page. Murder is the premeditated, unlawful taking of a life, whereas killing is, more generally, the taking of a life. The same law that forbids forbids murder permits killing in self-defense. Exodus 22.2 
In order for God to commit murder, he would have to act unlawfully. Well, what we have to recognize, God is God. His works are perfect. All his ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong, upright and just as he, according to Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 4, and Psalm chapter 11, verse 7, and Psalm chapter 90, verse 9. He created man. He expects obedience. When man takes it upon himself to disobey God, he faces God's wrath. But furthermore, as I've mentioned, God is a just God, and yet the Bible said he is angry with the wicked every day. Psalm 7. Some would argue that executing the innocent is murder. But when God wipes out whole cities... He is committing murder? No. However, nowhere in Scripture can we find God killing innocent people. God is holy. There is no such thing as an innocent person. All of us have sinned. And the penalty for sin is death. God has just cause to wipe all of us out. But the fact that he doesn't is proof of his mercy. When God chose to destroy all mankind in the flood, he was totally justified in doing so. Quote, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Genesis 6.5 During the conquest of Canaan, God ordered the complete destruction of entire cities and nations. We can read about that. He ordered Joshua to kill the Hittite, the Amorite, the Canaanite, the Perizzite, the Hivite, the Jebusite, Joshua did what the Lord commanded. Why did God give such a command? Israel was God's instrument of judgment against the Canaanites, who were evil, almost beyond what we can even imagine today. Every abomination to the Lord, which he hates, they have done to their gods, for they even burn their sons and daughters in the fire to their gods. Deuteronomy chapter 12. So this was evil and wicked in God's sight. He had given them generations to repent, and they refused. They continued to act in an evil way. Even in the dire judgments of the Old Testament, God offered mercy. Remember when he was about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah? God promised Abraham he would spare the whole city in order to save just 10 righteous people. Though God did destroy those cities, 10 righteous people were not to be found. He saved righteous Lot and his family. Later, when God destroyed Jericho, he saved Rahab the harlot and her family in their their response, in faith, because of their faithful response. So there is mercy even in God's judgment, but God as the righteous just judge has the right as God to render judgment in killing people who are behaving wickedly even after they've been given many years to repent. So God is faithful to his word. He destroys the wicked, and he holds the unrighteous for the day of judgment while continuing their punishment. But he has also promised that the gift of God 
is, in, is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord to all who will call upon him and believe in him. So we have looked very carefully today at this very important sixth command. We, we differentiated between translations, the King James and other, the meaning of the word kill and the meaning of the word murder. And I hope that you've understood the differentiation between these two very important words. I need to say um, about the command, thou shall not murder, you shall not murder. A graphic example of premeditated murder is the killing of the unborn in the womb of a mother. Unless there is absolutely justifiable circumstances to preserve the mother's life, the unborn's life should be protected. Killing them on the altar of convenience is nothing more and nothing less than premeditated and murder. And God will hold us accountable for that. Today we have looked at that sixth commandment. And what I want to say in conclusion, for all of us, we need mercy. Our hearts are wicked. Sometimes we say and do things and we speak against our friends, our family members, and speak words of evil and murder. But God is merciful if we cry out to him. No one is beyond God's mercy if they repent and call out to his name. For every person on death row that looks to God and and reaches out and asks for forgiveness and mercy will receive it. God is very merciful. He is very just, but he is also very merciful. I hope that you've enjoyed our study today. We're continuing on our study of the Ten Commandments. God bless you. Have an incredible week.